What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, what a night. Hello and welcome to Oh, What a Night, part of the Ninesman Podcast Network, talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. Joining myself, Sean Walsh, as he does every week. Jude Summerfield. Hello, sir. How are you doing? You alright? That's weird, isn't it? That's weird. We put a coin in you, Jesus. Good lord. I know. You have one coffee, and this is what happens. Is that that coffee? Is that coffee? (laughs) 50p. (laughs) Yeah. I've been, uh, I've just wound up this morning, evidently. Yeah. Yeah. God knows what for. You pissed in your cornflakes, Jesus. (laughs) I don't know, they just taste good that way. Um... I don't know if Sterile? you know how I am, but yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. Nice yeah. and You actually are good. You're right, yeah. <laughs> I got to about like nine o'clock yesterday. I went, I went at eight. I think, yeah, well, you know, apparently. It's not a competition, but you know. Well, apparently it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, genuinely feel quite refreshed. And we're doing this early in the morning, which I know. is quite a departure. I think it's better when we can do it early in the morning because usually when we record the pod, it's after lunch and usually for lunch, we can, our team day is like Wednesdays when we come to the office and almost without fail every week it's Nando's for lunch and it just absolutely floors us. <laughs> and you might be able to tell, like, if you could tell the difference between some of the podcasts, if we're more chirpy than others, it's probably because we're recording in the morning. Yeah, you can you can usually tell we've had our chicken thighs and garlic bread and chips <laughs> like in, in the afternoon because everything's a bit more slowed down and a bit a bit a bit uh, can't be arsed sometimes. Yeah, just can't be arsed. Very slouched in the uh, chairs yeah. usually, but I think we're um, I think we're nice and chipper today. I think yeah, I think we're we've suitably a, chipper. I'd say. Yeah, and it's been a good. It was a good weekend of football. Mm, Interesting it was, weekend yeah. of football. Know, Most um, important thing. Most important thing. So important. Yeah. What, what was that? Sorry. <laughs> the, football. <laughs> the football. The football. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. The football. Yeah. Oh, the football. Yes. Yeah. We're football podcast. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. We are football men after after all. Um, the and, football um, men. Yeah. We did. We didn't have anyone at the ground this this weekend, did we? But it was a uh, still an awesome. A, game a story for another time. But. It is. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was still a fabulous game to watch. You were at the Chelsea. Mm, I was at Chelsea Asavir at the time, but I do think. I think not being at the stadium and not being able to watch the match is one thing, particularly as Tottenham's record at the Emirates is so awful. Mm. Um, but I did say to you before we started recording this morning, 
the the further we along we got in the week, the less nervous I was because the more I kind of just realised, you know what, it's a free hit. Arsenal are so far down the line in their project. They probably are the second best team in the league. They got 83, 84 points last season. This is a good test for Spurs. If Spurs lose, North London's red, all that, all that crap, whatever. Don't we see it all the time? You can't really escape it. North London forever. Yeah, well, well, yeah, forever from a certain point onwards. But you know, <laughs> forever, yeah, <laughs> whatever, forever, whatever. Um, but yeah. yeah, I thought, I thought anything. If Spurs can get a point, that's a bonus. If Spurs can get three, then that's you know we're winning the league territory. Mm-hmm. But I think. Very encouraged by by the game, having watched it back now. Yeah, and um, there's a lot to be said for uh, the team just sticking to their principles and um, having clear ideas of what they wanted to do, and uh, it helped them actually go to the Emirates and put in a really good performance. What a novel uh, idea! What a <laughs> what a what a concept! Yeah, what a Jeez. crazy concept! Like let's let's try and match the opponent's intensity and pressing and try to disrupt them like. They uh, and the last last two trips, Spurs have had to the Emirates. It was Nuno and Conte, wasn't it? And mm. they both three one losses. They're both three one losses. Yeah, Arsenal really should have put more past Spurs in those games. Definitely the say. Nuno one, yeah. Although they probably weren't as far along as they are. They now. were, but I think Spurs were so bad because the Nuno one, the no midfield game where Hoiberg's basically a fifth centre back, fifth defender. <laughs> uh, Deli Ali and, and Dombele are just so far up the pitch. It's just like, what the f- what is going on here? Wow, that really was the idea. That was. was, was, was you are telling me now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I thought from watching the game, like first 15, 20 minutes, I think they got they got penned in a, a fair amount, but. They weren't. They weren't really panicking. Like the, the Romero goal goes in around halfway through the first half, and it's it's unfortunate. He just gets his body in the wrong position. Do you do you blame him for that? Because I did hear Gary Neville's criticism. He, he thinks it was a lazy leg. I don't know how lazy it could be. Like I've, I've never. I think I, I, am, I imagine if you just dangle out a leg, then I don't think it's lazy. If it if it had been like 80th or 90th minute and the game was going on, it's just throwing it. Up. I think he's just throwing it there, and I think his his positioning is just a bit skew whiff. Like he's he's in that in in a weird sort of corridor where Saka is crossing to the back stick, and they they just had the cross before, which um, where Jesus had the shot saved by Vicario as well. Yes. So yeah, the danger is there. The danger. And it is a matter of inches, you know. If he's half a second quicker than. He gets a full leg behind it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I just, I just think he was um, maybe slightly a little, maybe just a little too deep when he uh, when he tries to clear it and doesn't get a good connection. But it was one of, yeah, it was just a dodgy and un- unfortunate goal. And to be fair to Spurs, I don't think it really put them off their stride. It, um, they, they still sort of tried to charge forward and and uh, take the moments where they had a little bit of superiority in the game and. Um, I think they, they they replied really really well. They they came mm. and got the goal back just before half time. Um, even before that, the Johnson even, chance yeah, as well. The, the, they were creating chances. It wasn't like a, it was it wasn't anything to do. Heads just, didn't drop. No, they didn't drop, and you know the chances were coming as a product of the football that they were playing, rather than just giving it to one player and hoping they can get a get a, get a shot away and a goal away. Like the goal is really really nicely worked. Mm. I'm sure, mm. we'll get to the. The various um, shithousery moments <laughs> involved because my so word, good, man. Honestly, uh, some real brilliant uh, veins material there. But um, but yeah, uh, overall, a really good, a really good performance from Spurs. And I think uh, 
they're going to be pretty happy with with coming away from a point really I think I'll, I'll just mention it now because I don't want to go over it too much because this isn't an Arsenal podcast but I think some of the rhetoric from Arsenal fans who are just like oh small mentality you're celebrating the draw oh, this was the worst we played all season and you can only get a draw you didn't kill the game stuff like that it's just like where's critical thinking gone <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm genuinely not a big luck guy in football. I feel like uh, you know you, you get the results you you deserve, and that's uh, that's just part and parcel of it. But I, I do think the goals that the goals that Spurs scored were of greater quality to Arsenal's. And um, <laughs> are you thinking about what I said earlier? <laughs> still trying to figure out a way to say that Spurs deserve to win the game. Of course, unfortunately, they don't because it was two-two, and you know I don't think they got screwed over by a ref at any point. So. It is what it is. They just got a little unfortunate with the goals. Um, so you are going full flute goal, average goal, <laughs> uh, goal from a set piece. I mean, another fr- average. Yeah, goal. Frankie Lamps is my total total hero. So anything that he might have been awesome. spot on about that. You know, <laughs> maybe it wasn't his fault. <laughs> he might have been. Yeah, I mean, the re- it's it's very sort of twenty first century social media idiot sort of <laughs> isn't it? Like, I, I, I put, no, but honestly, like you, you watch this stuff and you see like Darren Bent and people like this sort of getting involved, and it's like you're not adding anything of um, of substance to the actual conversation. You're just saying, oh, you know, if you were so good, you should have won. Like that's not really how derby rivalries, um, how those how, how those games generally extreme nuance. You yeah, know. <laughs> I don't see how that really adds anything to the conversation. It's so you know, as soon as as soon as football chat just starts becoming like. Uh, unlucky you didn't secure the dub or you know it's, it's so early. binary isn't it's, it like, it's very binary it's very reactive and it's like nobody can really look into what maybe the backstory is behind Spurs going to Arsenal and trying to get a result from where they were last season where everything was sort of falling off a cliff and the uh, they you know they did the double over Spurs looking like a team that was so so far ahead in their development mm. compared to Tottenham who were just sitting back and waiting for waiting to just concede goals you know um, but yeah but yeah I, I can't really I don't really want to talk about stupid Arsenal fans yeah okay because I can have conversations with you know realistic Arsenal fans not even realistic just you know people who are normal, normal Arsenal normal fans Arsenal fans it's just tough to find them <laughs> <laughs> you know because whenever you start talking to them they just start singing North London forever and you just have to say but you're from South London you know or whatever part of London they're from, I can't remember. East London, West London, fuck knows. Um, but but yeah, thankfully there there are good Spurs points to go over. Mm. Should we um, go? To, should we go to the first goal then? We'll draw a line under that. First Let's goal. go to the first goal because lovely bit of movement from James Madison to wriggle away from Sataka. Pinpoint. Mm. Yeah, really, really lovely. Like just a little drop of the shoulder. Um, it's, it's a nice little one on one to be fair mm. to, to have rather than him trying to. Beat a, beat a defender out wide um, but he just sells him and it's like the finish is so good on the finish him. is really underrated I can't believe it's been, not being talked about more the finish is so good he gets between Rice Saliba and Gabriel and he just Son just pokes it at such an angle that it nestles in like the side of the net that's usually the kind of thing that Kane would do a lot yeah. like he loved putting the ball right in the very corner of the side of the net where the keeper just couldn't get it yeah. Ray was nowhere near that he couldn't get it near it it's beautiful finish. I really? can't believe it's not being talked about more. Yeah, and it's just it was it was just a fluent end to the move, wasn't it? Just first time, trust your finishing instincts. Mm. I think I think Kulisevsky actually scored a goal quite similar. Maybe yes, the Bournemouth one. game. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Yeah, it, it just, seems like it seems like a set, set kind of play with Postecoglou. He likes yeah. when the 
the wide players get to the touchline, pull it back for that kind of finish. Yeah, so. and then Johnson sort of had a chance similar to that. Yeah, yeah. As well. mm, so that it looks it, like yeah. a nice little set piece that they've got going. You know, get to the byline, have runners at the at the near post, or you know, if the options at the back post, then you go there instead. But uh, I, yeah, I thought it was a fabulous finish. Like just a little Superb. clip towards the uh, mm. towards the bastic. It just rolls in. Just and deft, isn't it? Really, That's really the word, deft. deft. It's just it's pretty cold. Mm. Pretty, pretty cold finishing from from Sonny up there, and. Um, you know, he, he, he celebrates right in front of the Arsenal fans and gives it the big end, which was, which is, you know, fun mm. to see. But I, yeah, I, I, that first sort of 15, 20 minutes aside and then the goal that Arsenal get, I think Spurs were full value to, to get that, that equaliser. And when they did, I think they fully deserved it. They created decent chances before mm. that Brennan Johnston chance. It wasn't like a smash and grab kind of thing. It yeah. was Spurs had done a, a, to this point enough to warrant having a goal because... What did you think of uh, David Raya? Because obviously Spurs were chasing him a fair bit. Mm. And he actually, obviously he pulls out a good save from Johnson just before, yeah. I think. And then kind of just gets his angles a little mixed up for the Sar cross before the goal. Well, yeah, it's, it's where it kind of comes from, doesn't it? He doesn't get rid of the danger. I, I was surprised watching it back that that's where it kind of stemmed from because all I've known from Raya at Brentford was this guy who comes and gets every cross and that's I value that so high in a goalkeeper I love a goalkeeper as that kind of command especially for him who he must be among the shortest goalkeepers in Europe he's only six foot nothing mm. um, but that's such a strength to his game he points out a lot of the stats like if you go look at his cross claimer stats are probably best in Europe or something okay. but I'm surprised that he punched that um, and I think it's a nice little narrative as well that you know, obviously Spurs, that was their number one goalie target for the summer. They didn't want to relent. I think that if Spurs could have got the deal that Arsenal eventually got, they probably would have pursued it. You know, three mil loan plus 27 buy option. You know, that's an annoying steal, really, on yeah. Arsenal's part. Um, but I, I, do, I think conversely, Guillermo Vicario was superb again. And I think there was a big thing to step up in a game like this. Because he, he would have known. It wasn't talked about a lot in the media because there's so many other different narratives. But he would have known that Spurs wanted Raya first. And he would have been made aware it's you versus him. Some, someone would have told him, like, you can't let him outshine you. You can't let him be better. And he wasn't. And Vicario made a couple of really, really good saves. He much calmer on the ball and better with the ball than I thought he was. You know, I think in pre-season there were a few hairy moments, but I haven't seen that in the Premier League so far. And I really, he's becoming one of my favourite players in the squad. So he just gives me a lot of confidence, and that's what I want in a goalkeeper. Yeah, gives you lots of confidence. He's very, uh, I think he, he chats a lot with his, uh, mm. his defence mm. as well. And you know what, like perfect he, English as well. Perfect English, perfect, absolutely perfect. And you, like, it's, it feels a bit horrible to maybe slag off a player who played for Spurs for so long. But Hugo Lloris did have moments in derbies and just other big games in the Premier League where. He would throw the ball into his own net. <laughs> Maybe not. Not ideal, you know. Never ideal. Like, and if you know, there's there is you know part of the trepidation ahead of a North London derby is something ridiculous like that happening. You're just sort of thinking, don't oh, do man, that. Don't shoot yourselves in the foot like this. You know, it's completely. You don't. You don't need to. You never need to do that. Um, you know, it's completely uncalled for. <laughs> Um, it's no place you know, for the beautiful game. Try and try and like concentrate for the yeah. whole game and yeah. don't do anything silly like shoveling a sack across into your own net. And Vicario, like he stood up to the shots that came into him, like really, really well early mm. on. That save from Jesus, I think, is a is a fair bit better than 
maybe he'll get credit for just because it's quite it was from an acute angle it's from the TV angle isn't it it's and not because it's, it's on the far angle. side if it was on the near side and going towards the other way yeah okay, and you could see you could see where the ball is plainly going then it, people would appreciate it a bit more I think yeah but he's got he's got good reactions um, and and yeah he sort of ensured Spurs got through that I know the own goal came sort of midway through the first half but he sort of ensured Spurs didn't have to come through like a a two goal deficit or anything like that mm. in previous years I feel like maybe the the damage might have been done in that little 30 minute period and thankfully it wasn't this time do, do, you, do you have Gabriel there. Jesus to thank a little bit for that oh yeah 100% <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this is God. what happens when you don't have a clinical striker in your squad so yeah. a, lot of, a lot of guys can get 15 goals but not one who can get 20 yeah no that's that's it's so true I think um, I mean Spurs might be in that situation this year I mean who knows Sonny might might go crazy and go 20 plus but I might fuck around um, with the golden boot again yeah just to make me feel better just to make me feel better but yeah Jesus that, that one where he just slammed it over the top from the Madison Steel is almost unforgivable from an Arsenal perspective mm. really Ivan Tony's licking his lips Ivan Tony and then um, he's watching it intently I mean the, the fact Eddie Nketiah is starting I mean he's a decent player but Romero and Van der Ven as, as big quick Centre backs just never really gave him a sniff, and it never looked. like There was a good tackle from Van der Ven, particularly on Nketiah that I noticed yes. as well. Beautiful oh, tackle, dreamy. yeah. And he had a really good game in particular. I thought of Van der Ven. I'm very surprised that he's come in this quickly and been so good. Yeah, I, I did want to. I did want to give a, a fair few because I was on player ratings. Mm, I, did, I did read on the Sunday, yeah. and I wanted to give a, a fair few of them, you know, higher ratings than maybe they got. They, they got in the end, but at the same time, you have to balance it out with a with a two two draw. You know, I can't go yeah. given Basuma and. Van der Ven 9 out of but that's, I think this, this, this probably comes back to the coaching because we said all of last season the problem with Spurs is there was only really one player performing or outperforming his expected level and that was Kane and if everyone else is underperforming that's down to poor coaching whereas now this season I think particularly among the starters I think everyone has been performing to a pretty good level mm. some to an excellent level and that is down to coaching that to get everyone on the same page to get everyone understanding their roles and what is needed from them is really an important thing and you just think that there's so many young players there's so many players who weren't in this kind of role last season it's such a I'm just astounded at the the job that Postacovic's done so far like, yeah you, get, you, can't, obviously you can't get too carried away because there's only six games but I think no one had Spurs really in this position no one expected Tottenham to be good right away no I mean most, most people are sort of saying um, you know L and washed mm. And Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon, and you haven't got a hope in hell. And your best ever player's gone. Thirty <laughs> goal striker gone. How Might come bottom half, you know. <laughs> I'm really worried for Spurs. This yeah, no, that's what I mean. That's that's right. Right. So for obviously it's only the start, but I think this is quite sustainable. It's not as if Spurs are lucking out in these games. No, I mean they they created chances to um, to, to to add to their tally on on Sunday. A little less in the second half because they're just drying up a little bit. I'm not really sure why, but. You know, with the exits of Sod and Madison towards the end, I mm. think Spurs maybe run out of creative juice somewhat. And um, but yeah, everyone's playing to the to their roles, and I don't think there was too much. I mean, like in in the moment, you get a bit concerned about you know the last minute winner going in just because you know you've been hurt so many times before. Yeah, that's, I, I was I was concerned when I was at Stamford Bridge and I saw there's going to be ten added minutes at the end. Of it, so I was like, mm. for goodness sake. Yeah, but during that time, it didn't. I think Arsenal had a few callers, but it didn't look like Spurs were. 
holding on or really in danger in danger of conceding a second it was mm. just sort of like the game's limping towards the uh, towards the end of its conclusion and the commentator I think one of the commentators did actually say like all oh, Spurs won't be happy about the 10 minutes and then the other commentator like co- correctly <laughs> saying and like oh well they scored twice in 10 minutes at a time last week so <laughs> And he was like, oh, well, you know what, what, what I mean? And I was sort of thinking, well, I don't know what you don't mean. Don't know what you mean. Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> played in midweek. They, were, look, they <laughs> were looking more tired as the second half went on. Spurs wanted that match to go on longer. Arsenal wanted it to, yeah. to stop, really. <laughs> so, what are you talking about? It was an odd thing to say. What? I thought, um, considering I don't think they were, uh, you know, wildly tired, but... Oh, strange. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still about the second half. That's where Spurs really came alive. Even yeah. the Poor start, though, obviously. Give away the penalty. Like... On balance, I'd probably say it is a pen, but I think Andrew Postcode was right and he said that I don't know what he's meant to do. I think the only reason it's a penalty is because it is basically on the line. And I would be annoyed if a, a shot that close to the goal came off someone's arm, even if it's not intentional and not in like an unnatural position. But it's. Yeah, it's. Just what, a, whatever. Yeah, I think it is a penalty and it is. It it's is unfortunate. It's not It's not his fault or anything. It's, just, it's, yeah, it's, the, way, it's so. the way it works. It's, it's just yeah. very annoying. Just been done by guidelines, unfortunately. Yeah, um, and I, you know, Saka's quite a quite a reliable guy from the spot, so it wasn't. He's actually not. Oh really? I was actually. I, well, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't actually that worried. I wasn't actually that worried. You know, you think like, the Euros penalty. You missed a few. Oh yeah. You missed a few big goals for Arsenal last season as well. Because uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of Arsenal fans that I know that don't don't want him on pens anymore. They're like, oh, really? there's clearly something about him that it's just not a good penalty taker. Like, to take no. it off him. No? Okay. Maybe maybe just zones in against Spurs then is a little more. Uh, oh yeah, scored a few against Spurs because I, I definitely remember him scoring a few against Spurs. Yeah, it seemed almost inevitable. But um, yeah, they, <laughs> it really made me chuckle the uh, the the overreactions. Well, no, not not overreactions. I suppose just the over exuberant celebrations to to the goals that came in at the after after he put it away. The uh, the going to the the corner and really giving it all that and then we got we got a message through on um <laughs> on, on Slack just saying from our from our transfer guru Graham Bailey just saying sorry and I was like oh, I haven't seen this yet <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's you're still, going you're on. still waiting for the pen <laughs> yeah I was waiting for the pen like what do you mean sorry and I was thinking has Son been sent off now like what's he done has he oh, kicked out he scored the pen <laughs> he stepped up why is he taking that pen what's he taking the pen for and uh, um, because like I was still waiting for the game to kick off it was sort of like well how how are they going to score straight away from <laughs> shoots from kickoff yeah has he just nicked it and, and shot but it turns out that um, everyone's uh, Twenty twenty one player of the year, Jorginho, oh, the, gave it the away worst, the worst campaign ever. Well, pretty awful, considering like you look at. It was literally Jorginho, man. Come on, <laughs> like, what are we doing? And um, yeah, apparently it's, it was a smart signing for Arsenal. I'm still yet to see evidence of that. And this um, this latest showcase of him giving the ball straight to Madison didn't. Oh, so good. What an uh, assist by what pre assist by Jorginho, you know. <laughs> What is he doing? I don't know what I he's don't know doing. What he's trying to do. He's not. He's not a quick guy. You know. He's not going to. Uh, he's not going to run through and, you know, like drop a shoulder and do anyone like that. He just dallies over the ball, and just ends up losing it straight to Madison. And suddenly Gabrielle is so far, out, oops, so far out of the picture that. 
there's no chance he's going to be able to get back and make it 2 it, or 2 it, it, not quick enough to get back it felt like he back. was the perfect player to come on in this game for Spurs because that is the player that you can press that mm. is the one you go after who's physically not as capable as the others especially considering he came on for Rice who is one of the most physically intimidating players in the league I'd say so yes. that worked in Spurs' hands Madison robs him puts in Son nice little finish I yeah, like the way because the, the normal camera angle because I think I think it's because Rea's body's blocking it but it looks like he's just rolling it in like really slowly but if you look mm. there's a on the match day uncut video that Spurs put out I think you can see like actually kind of there's more welly behind it but I like the thought that he's just kind of just rolling it in it's, yeah it's the perception isn't it yeah. you know like on FIFA, you know, like on FIFA sometimes like, it's almost like they've added a mechanic where they'll just let the ball go in no matter how hard you hit it it's just like it's, just so, it's like a P-roller and it's like the goggle he just gives up kind of like like that robot oh no <laughs> yeah arms up extends and then just falls yeah up. that one yeah yeah that no, was a really really classy finish and you know great like, limbs great great superb limbs, limbs. I, I was I was overjoyed watching Sonny and Jimmy Madison just combining twice for those for those two goals because it uh, uh, no, it just feels like there's 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 some life after Kane and a good partnership there mm. that Spurs can really really build on. And um, you know, Son up front is a is it's an interesting call. It, it meant Brennan Johnson got a, a first start, which was a an, an, in, an interesting call. Obviously, we touched on. Should, his should, talk, should, talk, should, talk, yeah, should we talk about that? Because I I wasn't surprised, but there was a little bit in me that when I read the news that I was thinking, hmm. I don't know if he's going to deliver the goods. He didn't deliver the goods. Obviously, he missed that chance. He scuffed mm. it a little bit. But I was very encouraged with what I saw. I understand the vision. I understand why Postecoglou was so keen to sign him. Yeah, and he, he stayed really high up the pitch. He didn't he didn't get back too often. Well, Gary Neville was slaughtering him for that one. He was like, <laughs> like, a doggy's not getting enough protection, you know? <laughs> And the doggy just had like a bit of a, a rough twenty minutes, and that was pretty much it. That was it. He After turned it completely that, he, turned around. He was and like when he had the ball, apart from the little slide pass he gave to Enketia, mm. um, he was really really sound and didn't look like he was, you know, overawed by the occasion. I just think uh, one pundit had it. Bru- Bru- well, yeah, well, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, one, of, yeah, it's one of those things. Sometimes pundits, commentators, whatever, um, even journalists, get so bogged in the how a game starts and how a player's performance starts they kind of just run with that narrative he ran with it for quite a long time (laughs) like especially into the second half where I mean we've got who scored up here and they've given Zach a man yeah I'm looking at that I'm like that's a bit egregious isn't it what I wouldn't wouldn't agree with that because fluke goal average goal goal. (laughs) it wasn't even his goal Um, because his his influence really waned in the second half like after the penalty like he wasn't there should have been more of an emphasis on him actually getting the ball and, and charging forward mm. and mm. trying to be that guy. Um, but I don't think he was as good in the second half as he was in the first. Um, it almost feel like an empowered doggy. And it reminded me a bit of, I think the, the number one example I always come back to and I always will reference, when Wanyama was here in the 16-7 season, he would always pick up an early booking but it would kind of like force him to play better like because yeah. he knows he's walking the tightrope he'd just be a little bit more careful but not in like a I'm going to pull out of a tackle way but in a I have to get this tackle right kind of way yeah. instead I think Udogi has that same kind of thing that he learned from that era he learned like I think in the first half particularly he was giving a, Saka a lot of respect mm. and then just decided okay I'm going to stop respecting him yeah which is fair enough which I, yeah, you know Madison right, stopped cool. respecting him as well which was a good shout but, that, um, that that clip was so good. That was one of the first bits of content I consumed on the way back from 
from the fridge. The, no, the, no, <laughs> not just the Photoshop of of Saka. <laughs> <laughs> that Photoshop really so, so good. Uh, but the, really the, good. the clip of Madden's talking to Milesy where he's just like, oh, yeah, so I only did my dart celebration. He must have still been doing it when I turned in for the first goal. It's, <laughs> it's good needle, isn't it? Oh, so like, good. I know, I like, I'm, I'm a really big fan of people just getting their comeuppance when they do stuff like that. You know, um, it wasn't even his goal. It wasn't even his goal. You can't be it's serious. Almost, it's, it's You're joking. Like, <laughs> it's like he almost didn't believe that he was going to get another chance to do it. Yeah. And it's like, you remember um, when Pele passed away, Anthony of Man United had a message on his shirt, like kind of like like to like ready for, like, to celebrate, like taking his shirt off. But he revealed it before the match, and it was like, well, you're not backing yourself to score to do this. <laughs> like, so, so, Makaya, you're not backing yourself to, <laughs> to score in this game. So silly. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Again. The disrespect to steal someone else's finisher, I just think, is... Uh... It had me all raging like uh, Michael two, Cole. WWE 2K. What? That's his opponent's <laughs> finishing Yeah, I can't believe he's nicked the RKO. Like, <laughs> ridiculous, but excellent that he got his comeuppance and was rinsed for the goal. And then, you know, Spurs can see uh, Arsenal can see the minute after going ahead. Um, sort of veered off track from Johnson, but I think. Um, <laughs> I think I think stream of consciousness. Yeah, I think the early signs look look pretty good. Mm. He's 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 gonna try and yeah. stay as high up the pitch as he can. I think that's a good a good outlook because it means maybe Sonny doesn't have to do that that running. Yeah. So you can just yeah. get Johnson in behind when you when you do manage to nick possession. You know, final ball and end product is still to be still to be nailed. Nailed. But down. the but, the, you know, but the raw element. elements are there. He's, he's very quick. He's a good dribbler. Very techy. And you know, it's it's good that he likes getting in the box as well. I mean. It would have been nice if he had scored that one, but you know, Spurs scored yeah. seconds afterwards as well. And I think, you know, fingers crossed that hamstring isn't isn't too bad. It, yeah, it sounds like it's not a major issue. So hopefully, I'd like to see him as Liverpool. I'd like to see him roast that high line for sure. Yeah, I think that'd be a good a good shout. Him, he was he played on the left, didn't he? So, yeah. Um, him against Trent might be a, an interesting little battle. Um, but yeah, yeah, good efforts there. Who, who, do, who do you want to segue into next? Do you want to have a little bit of a Basuma? Yeah, um, let's do let's do loving? let's do Basuma. Yeah, just um, I think twenty five mil, twenty five mil, and um, you know it's 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 definitely one of those where it felt like a few people were were sleeping on him somewhat after a uh, after a season under Conte because Conte had no idea get, how to use him. Yeah, I mean, like it, to me, it, it seemed like it should have been an an, an easy an easy fit. But um, I mean, maybe not in a three-four-three. But you've got a system now where 
um, the players are much closer together, if you know what I mean. Like, it's it the, always. <laughs> it felt very fragmented Tottenham style of play last season, just in that like you have one player in one zone, one mm. in another, you know, and they don't really move anywhere else. They just sort of stick to their spaces and you know just try and hope to get chances like that. Yeah. But now you know, Basuma has that license where he can go and hunt the ball down when necessary. He can drop a shoulder and bring the ball forward, and um, and he takes attention. He brings attention onto himself by doing that. And then he, for the most part on Sunday, he knew when to to give the ball and to get Spurs mm. going again. So it's um, I, don't, I I I mean, it's it's always ominous using the Dembele comparison, but you know it's nice to have somebody with those similar traits. Well, yeah, well, yeah. What I was going to say was I think he is somewhere between Wanyama and Dembele on that spectrum. I think yeah, I think well, Dembele was freakishly strong. And so I, I, I don't like comparing anyone to Dembele because I think he is a one of one kind of yeah. player. But I think he, there are the ball retention, obviously the the, the flair which he does it, but also he brings the the recovery and general energy that Wanyama brought as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I think uh, probably still searching for the right guy to go. I, you know, Sars had a good start to the season. I, I do think maybe he, he was a little overawed. He kept, he kept shooting. He kept shooting. I went near the corner <laughs> flag. <laughs> <laughs> so like, dude, is that the great? Is that the right option? <laughs> there's a saying I follow a lot of basketball. And there's a saying where you you want guys on your team who aren't afraid to take a shot. I was like, I wish Sar was maybe a little bit more afraid to take a shot. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice if he just like uh, I'm, I'm sure he did get into the box, but just um, just be that guy who. You know, plays that wide yeah. and just charges yeah. in there. But he, but he, he, he has a good start to the season. He's still young. He's still got a, there's lots of different strengths to his game. And I think yes. he's still developing and figuring out which, you know, which are his key strengths more than yeah. anything. But I, I don't think he looked... Uh, wasn't bad. He wasn't out of place or yeah. anything like that. I still think he helped Spurs yeah. establish that midfield presence. But yeah, Basuma was the guy who uh, who really just said, I'm going to run this Spurs midfield yeah, this season. It was his big yeah. sort of performance. And the other thing that I keep thinking about is, we talk about Brighton a lot because obviously you're fair with a Brighton. <laughs> yep. But how many of the big name Brighton players have left Brighton and actually got better? There's very there's, few. There's very few. Like, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Ali Mack will do really well at Liverpool mm. eventually. I know he keeps getting booked and sent off and stuff like this, but <laughs> there's, there's few other. I think it's probably because most of them go to Chelsea. And Chelsea true, yeah, true, actually. Chelsea, yeah. as we know, Sean. Not are, very good. Uh, not very good at the moment. He, he, he was big. They have a he fraud was big, manager yeah. in charge, <laughs> and um, there just doesn't seem to be any joy around there at the moment. They're, mm. they're doing crossbar challenges to boost their players' confidence. So that sort of sums up where they are at the moment. Casado was a bit crap on Sunday and as well. I don't. They're not yeah. using him properly. Mm. They're not using Enzo Fernandez properly. Poch thinks he's got Bruno when he's got Enzo. He's being a bit silly there. Like, um, yeah, I'm just ranting and raving at this point. <laughs> but um, they really are. Mm. Yeah, it's it's odd to think that Brighton, for all their players who who stand out in a system of football so well, um, can just go to a another environment that perhaps isn't as um, accommodating and, and warm, and is a bit more I don't know individualistic at, at Chelsea and, and really don't thrive. But the um, vibes here, though, the, vi- the vibes here are, are wonderful, and you know. Brighton is very much more about the uh, the collective output than, any, than anything individual, so it's, it's perhaps a little. It feels surprising. like that's at Spurs now as well. And that is, it. I think that is at Spurs. Spurs the love. Because, yeah, it's 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 much easier to do that when you feel the whole team is 
contributing and actually helping to create chances rather than just relying on one person. Well, yeah, exactly. Like I even even in this game, Romero scored an own goal and he gave away a pen. But I thought, apart from that, his progressive passing was really good. Again, it's quite an underrated part of his game because I think I said before he walked around like a caveman basically. Yeah. Stumbles around. He's not very elegant. There's no elegance about him. It's not in no, his vocabulary. No, but he's but he is very good on the ball. It's quite an underrated skill of his. But everyone in this game was pretty decent I thought pretty decent like um, I think uh, Porra didn't really see much of the ball so I'm not really sure but he's not completely crap like people thought he was going to be no he wasn't he wasn't which is like a testament to coaching as well and this is the other point I've been thinking about a lot if Spurs didn't sign Porra in January they definitely would not have targeted him in the summer window because they would not have been looking for someone who played exclusively as a wing back Mm -hmm. but Apostle Colony's just taking him on I thought that Emerson Royale would be more of an actual fit in this system, and he did start the season. Well, that's scored a goal in that yeah, game, we thought and we haven't and we haven't seen him in the Premier League really again. As Poro has made that spot his own, and I've been really impressed that he's adapted that quickly. And fair play, Postecoglou, who he only got asked like quite early on, could Poro and a doggy play as fullbacks? And he was like, "Yeah, why not? Don't see why not. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't see why not. You know, the play when I bloody want them to. <laughs> when they do, yeah, when they play, as well. it's, it's really worked. It's worked really well. Like the it seems like Spurs have got a decent fullback tandem for the next few years, at least. Especially, I'm I'm just so impressed with the doggy every single time I watch him. Yeah. I, it's astounding that this guy hasn't played 250 games in his career. <laughs> I can't sing his praises highly enough. Yeah, I mean, you you never know how a player will develop. I suppose you know whether they they can get an injury that might knock them back a little bit. But hopefully, he's he's good and set for a, a while now because um, that yeah, he was he was pretty solid on the Sunday and, and you. Having these little these contests against players like Saki, you know, maybe the battle was overblown by you know one one pundit sort of zeroing in on the yellow card, <laughs> making it more of a deal than maybe it was. But but I think that that battle will stand him in good stead against. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Who's on the right wing for Liverpool? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Salah, yeah so. probably the only right wing in the league who's better than Saka. Yeah, so. well, exactly. So you've got um, plenty of challenges coming up next. But yeah. I think he's he's. As he's got the pace to, to 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 make up for any sort of errors that he yeah that he that he comes up with, and he's really good in the build up as well. I don't think Spurs have had a left back like that for a while now. I think Perisic, when he played wing back last year, was a little sort of ropey here and there, unless he got into the final third with his assists and corners. Mm. Um, and I, I, yeah, maybe he didn't get to the byline as much this 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 game, but we've we've seen in previous games that he is a threat when he goes beyond just um, beautiful footballer honestly yeah yeah lovely lovely uh, it's going to be a real shame when he goes to Real Madrid for 150 mil in a couple of years you know it's going, you got, you got to enjoy what you can yeah yeah he, he does seem a little bit uh, star boy already but, um, have you seen the interview that uh, he and Vicario did with I think it was on Amazon Prime Sport nah. they talk about a lot of Italian things and it's just like they're just so they're so mature but they've got this this vibe, this aura about them, where you're just like, I'd like to be friends with that, those guys, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so it's so it's so great having a team that's like just likable again. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm sure that that helps with the, the manager being a classy guy as well. <laughs> but they're they're young players, but they're players who have played you know plenty of football. Young and experienced. It's good. It's a good mix. Which yeah, is, which is good. So they they yeah. won't be scared of you know the the potential of a fiery North London derby or whatever. Um, yeah, I think they're in. They're obviously in very good hands with with Ange. Um, so so yeah, really good, really we, good performance from. Sh- Should we move on to Liverpool? 
Yeah. The, the most cursed fixture in our calendar. That is that really. is the word, isn't it? It's a it's a good thing that I don't really view Liverpool as a rival or as a team that I really hate. I don't like I don't mm. don't really hate I'm nothing against them really. Um because if it was a team I hated then I'd be scarred by some of the things that happened in this fixture over the last five six years good god it was um it was remarkable how quickly that video of all the goals <laughs> going in at Anfield or whatever and the, uh, what, the, the, came uh, came onto Twitter like as, as soon as full time blue <laughs> on Sunday after the was it has it been updated with what happened last year yet uh, ooh, I think I don't think I could stomach the whole edit, so maybe <laughs> maybe it got added. In I see, there. I see it, and I'm like, okay, I know what's in there. I don't need to see it again. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do find the Mourinho clip of him like sinking to his knees from the Celso missing. I do find that quite. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, with time, that has become less. Uh, less yeah, less I don't care about that. like that season. I just I don't care about it. I don't. I really do not. Yeah, but that, it's that such a nothing. A, season. Ooh, that's season. a bad miss. Even even at the time, I wasn't like I think. I had to go to an event that night, so I only watched like the first 60 or 70 minutes, and I was like, I do, I just do not have any emotional investment in this team at all right now. So I, I heard about the miss, and I watched the miss back, and I was like, oh well, would have been a bit of a point. Yeah. Would there have been limbs at a Lo Celso goal? I mean, um, but it's, uh, it's, an, it's, it's a very interesting battle, I think, because there's a, Liverpool's strength is obviously in sort of breakaway and pace on the counter, and Spurs hopefully have the the centre backs to to counteract physically that. Physically capable, yeah, they're with that, physically yeah. capable, and again, it's 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 a big game at home, and you hope that Vicario uh, has another a solid one where mm. he doesn't, um, you know, gift them an opener. Like I think I think Hugo's done that in this fixture before. I can't remember, but I, I feel like that must have happened at some point. <laughs> Just. From, you know, Law of averages, you know. You know, he averages. had the, he punched it into Alderweireld at the end of the, that's, yeah, the league game in eighteen nineteen, the two one. And that was, I think, that is a bit where like the camera zooms in on Delhi and Delhi's got his hands on his yeah. head, like what the bloody hell is happening? Yeah, that's really How where the that that's really where the curse starts, I think, because I think Spurs used up a lot of their karma in seventeen eighteen games. One four one at mm. Wembley, got the two two at the end at Anfield, which is utterly hilarious. Yeah, eighteen nineteen, I think, lost two one at Wembley, but I think that was deserved. Liverpool was just far better. Then lost that game to an Anfield, even though Spurs put in a pretty admirable game. Lost the Champions League final, obviously, with the completely bollocks handball. Which I, I think I must have said this on the pod before. The further away I get from the Champions League final, the more angry I get. Like in the moment, it was just kind of like just get on with it. It's the handball rule, blah blah blah. Now I think that is a completely, utterly insane call to give in the twenty second second, on twenty second second, twenty second, twenty second, yeah, of the of a Champions League final. That is. Nonsense! Yeah. Spurs even touched the ball yet. That was the first touch of the ball. Like, come on! Like, Deliver a handball with your he's, first he's, he's pointing. He's pointing. Man, I know he's pointing. Don't get rattled, Sean. Not, yeah, I'm not letting. I'm not letting it ruin. Yeah, I'm not letting it ruin that again. Yeah, don't let it. Then obviously let everything's it. happened since. Well, one one hopes that you know we we get a we get a call like that that goes in our favour at some point. Overdue yeah. one, you know. Overdue one. Overdue one. Um, I think Liverpool's high line suits the way that we want to play. Like I said, I, if, yeah. Bre if Brennan Johnson is able to come back. Perfect. I, I think it's uh, it's it should be a really fascinating game, and and another one where you know people are sort of now talking about Liverpool as potential title mm. challengers. So it's another good you know gauge and barometer yeah. of where Spurs are, especially at home yeah. as well. You hope yeah. that they can be favourites for games like this going into the future. Um, you know, hosting a big team. Yeah. That where you know the home advantage is just so much that 
it sort of powers them to a win, a win maybe like it did against United earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, there are some there are some very key um, battles that you know if if Liverpool win, then it's it's it might be tough for yeah. Spurs to get all three points. Like obviously the Salah one, but um, we'll have to see in midfield as well. I gen- I, I think there's there's a big chance for for Spurs to really go and dominate that yes. area. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just I mean, it's, it's tough to really know what starting midfield Liverpool often go for. It seems like it's Jones and Ali Mack holding mm. with uh, Solskjaer. So, yeah, so, well, they, those, guy, those guys. Those guys are those Solskjaer. guys are all attacking midfielders. They're yeah. eights or tens. Yeah, they're not. The they're definitely not sixes. So you're right. I think Spurs have, could have get some joy in that. Yeah, well, no, I mean, Solskjaer looks like a really fab player. Oh, he looks say, class. From, yeah, from the early stages. So hopefully, it's not one where we get done by a player like that. But um, I think I think out wide as well, like you mentioned it earlier, but Adogi and and Johnson against Trent should be a should be a, a, a very interesting matchup, one where Spurs should be able to get a fair amount of joy, especially if they do play that ridiculous high line. Mm. But um, are you going to be at that one? You yeah, I'll be at that one. You'll yeah. be at that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, the thing I worry about with Liverpool is they just have a rotating cast of these freak forwards, like. Like in the, each in their own way. Like obviously, Salah is still one of the three, four, five best players in the world. I love Darwin Nunes. <laughs> we all love Age of the Chaos. He, yeah, he would be my favourite Liverpool player if I was a Liverpool fan. Um, really coming to his own recently as well. Uh, Luis Diaz, just phenomenal, yeah, entertaining winger. Um, Cody Gakpo is much better than I think everyone thought he was going to be. Really good, nice kind of almost natural Firmino replacement. Jota is on a really good run of scoring that I think yep. people haven't realised and I think that's going to like, I think he's going to come off the bench but that is something you need to worry about so that's like five really top class forwards that's, yeah, they're pretty they can do, well. interchangeable they can bring him on towards the end of the game when Spurs might be tiring I think that is the concern that Liverpool could maybe not outlast Spurs but they have they can keep it fresher like for example in the game against Arsenal Son and Madison had to come off they're carrying a little bit Knox and Spurs brought on Richarlison and uh, Manuel Solomon which the quality is just not the same yeah it got a bit more defensive as well Hoybier mm. came on too so it was more of a pack the midfield thing mm. um, but yeah that, that interchangeable forward line that Liverpool have is like they've had that depth for a, a year or so now and it's, I think it's only really City that can sort of rival it yeah, up, up yeah. front um, so that is that is something to be to be wary of but man, like I, I was at, I feel like that four-one is the last time that Spurs have Spurs have beaten Liverpool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were, were, you, were you at that one? Did you guys? No, I was not. I went as a fan um, at the Wembley, and uh, I went with my Liverpool best mate. So <laughs> I've a lot. I've hear a lot of these stories actually that people go into this game with Liverpool friends. <laughs> it's, just, I, it's just like <laughs> laughing in their faces. <laughs> well, so you guys thought like, you were coming in with it. <laughs> I was saying sorry, mate, after the third and fourth goal. So I was trying not to be an arsehole, like, and just be nice about it, and just sort of, you know, because I'm not really that sort of football fan where you go like, oh, unlucky, mate. You know, like, I can, I can do it every now and again, just to like, you know, be have a laugh or whatever. But I don't know, I sort of end up feeling feeling a bit more for other people in that sort of situation. But they've won countless games against us since then. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like it might be nice to to have one in the yeah. in the back pocket. Like it's been long enough now. And yeah. There's a nice little atmosphere change at Spurs. 
yeah. well, not little, or quite a large one. So hopefully that can that can play into it. And there should be players you you don't really have any fear of that of that uh, or those calamities emerging yeah. in in the game. So mm. hopefully they're without fear and they can go out and get a big dub. Yeah, I think if Spurs win, the feeling will be there's no ceiling on what could happen this season. I'm not saying title, but I'm saying like top four would be very strong position there. Yeah, I think the, it's the, good. The, the feeling that you could that people say, "Oh, Spurs, the only chance of a trophy is the FA Cup." It's like, okay, we're one of the best teams in England, so those chances of winning the cup are much greater. Mm-hmm. It feels like that beating Liverpool, who, like you said, like started very well as well. On this, I think it's sixteen matches unbeaten. It could be seventeen by tonight if they beat Leicester. They won a lot of games in a row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, won the last five games mm. in a row. Yeah, just, league games anyway. Just sneaking back into that kind of title picture. But if Spurs can do them, then it's like wow. That is like wow. Yeah, and then after after that game, I think it'll be a good sort of range of matches that Spurs have played so far to actually make a, yeah. a decent judgment. With quite with quite a softer schedule upcoming as well. You know, Luton away before the international break. Fulham home, Palace away, Chelsea home, Wolves away, Villa home, and then we got City. Then we got City. But that's but that's a nice. It's a the don't say, like, oh yeah, I didn't, yeah I, didn't, I didn't want to say easy you know the, there's no easy games in the Premier all that crap no. but no. games paper. that you would prefer to have so yeah I think it's a, that's, it's a that's good that's little could be looking into, into Christmas isn't it mm. which is uh, quite weird to say it's actually it's still sunny outside at the moment it's 22 degrees today it was I, I left the house this morning it was about 13 degrees it's freezing I'm going to leave this office at some point I'm going to Brentford Arsenal tonight it's going to be about 22 degrees by the time I leave this office. By the time I leave Brentford, it's going to be about 13 degrees again. How the hell am I meant to dress for that? It's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, I'm wearing an undershirt. Yeah, you, you, shirt ca- you came dressed for summer last week and it was like five degrees cooler. Because I got, I, got, I got shamed into it. What, by me? Yeah. <laughs> well, now you're an idiot. <laughs> but it'll be dark at like seven o'clock and you'll be like, the, the chill will come in quickly. So I do hope you've got a jumper. I've got a uh, thermal with me on underlayer. You're laughing. I'm, re- I'm you're ready. Laughing. I'm ready for that. That should be a good game, actually. I'm looking forward to it. I think, I think, I think Brentford are kind of forced to go strong because they've got so many injuries. Whereas I think Arsenal will fully rotate and just don't care. Yeah. So, the Brentford win, Arsenal going out. That'd be nice. I'd really appreciate that. And obviously Spurs aren't aren't in the Carabob yeah the Carabunga don't know if that was the Caramel the Caramel Cup that's what I mean we were talking about last month I just just, the the annoyance I had for getting eliminated just did not last very long at all yeah I mean who who would the Spurs have had they would have had Norwich at home and it's sort of like mm, you know is that one to really get that excited about it's always nicer to be in a competition I suppose but same time Carabao Cup unless you're in it I only really care to like the second leg of the semi-final yeah. basically yeah exactly and then it really is you know this is what I've dreamt of for my whole adult life the, the Carabao Cup like, yeah. it probably won't change your life will it oh you're going Pochettino again now you're just slagging him off 30 minutes ago and now you're coming up with his top quotes uh, he changed his tune though, hasn't he? On that, I swear. He's kind of, been like... for, I think he'd be kind of forced to. I, I don't think he cares about it. Yeah, uh, I do think. It, so I was, I was at the Chelsea Wimbledon game last month. He threw out like a completely new eleven, and I was like, "This guy does not care." Mm. I don't blame him, but he does not care. But hit, but at Chelsea is not going to get there at the same time. Whereas obviously at Spurs, it's more palatable. Even though Postecoglou didn't touch on it pre-game against Arsenal with the football focus interview with Gary Lineker. Yeah, like, I saw that. It's like you can't yeah. be kind of caught in the desperation of it. You need to. 
build to towards winning lots of things and not just one thing. And I was, what was it? It was I came up the other day. I think came up on Hotspur Memories, the Twitter account, very good account. Yeah. And it was account. the interview with Gareth Bale when he rejoined. And so much of it was about, yeah, I want to win a trophy, you know. He, he, won, he was part of the last squad that won a trophy. Mm-hmm. But he was like, oh, yeah, I want to win a trophy. We all want to win a trophy. And it was like, I'm so sick of hearing that word. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of hearing that word, of that being the reason for everything that Spurs yeah. do. It was just so nauseating. That and trophy and, you know, big club. and Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just, just like, like well, I just... Is that the right mentality? No, it's like... Build towards yeah. something really yeah. And I think sustainable. Yeah, I think Postecoglou is right. You, if you build towards winning and being the best you can, the trophies will come. And I think yeah. Pochettino had that same mentality, but he got asked about it so much. And it might be a language barrier thing as well. I think he tried to claim that in a recent press conference. It was like, it was... You know what's it's nice really. about Ange is that I think if somebody mentions the trophy drought to him, he will, he will, he will just like pedal that line again. He would just, I think he would just be like, that's why I'm here. Yeah. And then he, he likes that. He kind of likes that, you know. And if anyone keeps yeah. going, you know, keeps digging towards it, I think he'd just sort of be like, well, what are you talking about, Matt? What are you doing? <laughs> take a leaf out of Eddie Jones. But, <laughs> well, hopefully not, actually, but I <laughs> just wanted to do that impression. <laughs> I've been there. doing it all day. Yeah. So, yeah. Looking good for the Spuds right now, mm. and I, I really, really hope we get that win on Saturday because yeah. it's been far too long. And I'd like to see Jurgen Klopp crack. Well, <laughs> what was our th- on our thinking? What was what was Tottenham's last win against Liverpool in Tottenham? Because um, sixteen seventeen was one-one draw, which I think Spurs are quite lucky with. Twelve to preserve that. Did they beat 13 14? They lost like. Yeah, you're right, 12 13. So yeah. Bale and Lennon, I think. Yeah, and when. Bale scored no goal. <laughs> Lennon got hit in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, how unfortunate. But that, yeah. <laughs> so, but that being Tottenham's last win in Tottenham against Liverpool, that is a joke. Yeah. That is. That, fe- that feels a lot like. You know, you know when we were growing up and it was like. Spurs' first win against Chelsea, like oh, the oh, like Bonfire Night 06, and it was like first win in 14, 15 years, wherever it was, and then against Arsenal a few years later, first win in 12, 13 years, and then United a couple a few years later. I don't think that was was broken at home until like 15, 16, the mm. Lamella game. Yeah. But it's like all these little droughts, like now there's one coming back with Liverpool. We, Spurs have beaten pretty much everyone else in that time, but no, even Chelsea's been, that one's broken now as well. So, yeah, so Liverpool's seen. like the last one that Spurs have really kind of Got to go over mentally. I think there's a big thing as well. The I was last Horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, yeah. Ange. You are the last Horcrux. Oh, no, mate. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> what are you talking to me? <laughs> what are you talking to me? <laughs> um, I do think that the, the part of the reason that Spurs were able to go to Arsenal at the weekend and play so well was that so many of these players didn't have those mental scars from over the years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, it's, it's, it's horrible to sort of pinpoint these players out but <laughs> you're going to do it anyway yeah, I do feel like Eric Dyer is maybe somebody who doesn't really have the physical capabilities to 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 shield himself from any of those sorts of scars you know and maybe they just get bogged down in a little in a little too much but when the um, it's when it seems like the overriding message is to just play and don't fear of the consequences mm. I think Mick, they, they talked to Mickey Van Der Ven about that a little bit yeah. after the game and he was sort of just like, yeah, coach just wants you to play. Just continue playing. Don't worry about what happens. Just try and play with freedom yeah. and without fear. And um, those good things happen. Mm. You know, I, it's it's nice that the... Uh, well, I don't know where I'm going with that. But 
Um, but you know, like you, there was, you know, the, the the game against United last season, for example, at Old Trafford, where you know they played so negatively and they just yes. ended up yeah. fielding shot after shot after shot, and it was just sort of like, well, there's no there's no outlet and there's no way that Spurs can move up the pitch here because mm. they just penned in and their negative style wasn't helping. Whereas now it's like they have they have an idea of how they want to play and it's and all the messaging is positive. And yeah, it makes such a big difference because people actually have that freedom to try and make a difference. And yeah, yeah, I think they're they're so much better for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, I think we're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm starving. I need some some brunch or something. Yeah, half of them. We've we've rattled through almost an hour of that, so that's good content. Yeah, I hope. You let you. Why don't you guys let us know with a review? <laughs> <laughs> it helps us a lot. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys on the other side of a. Uh, Win against Liverpool. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday night. You play Thursday because you're. What a feeling, what a night. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.